Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Yeah, the, the huffy Lynn Cullen who walks off her own show. Hi, how you doing? <clears throat> Apologies to anyone. Oh, God. Even before Susan gets on, I sound like Susan. Hang on. <clears throat> me, 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 me. Susan, get in here. We can use your phlegm instead of mine. <laughs> well, yeah, what do you mean? I, you sound like me. Because I think I, I sound you. better than you. No, God. We both sound awful. Let's just uh, acknowledge that. Okay, well, Susan. Well, that's true, but at least I just woke up five minutes ago. I have an excuse. Oh, okay, okay. Um, no, I've been up for a few hours, so... <laughs> Uh, this is an experiment in hopes that Susan's uh, audio continues to sound like it does right now. Um, and uh, seriously, I mean, I, I do want to uh, say I'm sorry I stopped the show yesterday, or not really. Um, but in, in some respects, it's a wonder I didn't do that before a um, hundred million times in the last uh, 15 years. So. Whatever. Uh, must have gotten up on the wrong side of the bed. Anyway, Suze. Yes. So, okay, so so listen, thank you for um, getting up early two days in a row. And I want to uh, know, did you, did you in fact uh, subject yourself to the uh, State of the Union address? I did. I did. I thankfully got a phone call in the middle of it, which I took. <laughs> but I had... I had my head was beginning to not be able to listen by that point anyway. Yeah, it was. I, I caught. It was Fidel Castro-like in length. I couldn't believe it. I, oh, God. It just kept going and going. Oh, and and honestly, the only things that I remember out of the whole thing All right, what? Um, that I remember with clarity are when he congratulated we white folk for letting two black people out of jail um, for needlessly long uh, sentences, which they probably didn't deserve in the first place. As if we've effect. done a wonderful thing because we stopped torturing, by the way, just those two, not not all the other masses of people that are improperly incarcerated, but those two are out, and we gave ourselves a big hand for that. So that was the first time that I got really aggravated. And the second time was at the end when he decided to, you know, discuss uh, uh, anti-Semitism and hold up the two old Jews from Pittsburgh. And that pissed me off, too. I'm just tired of him, you know, telling us all what, what a wonderful human being he is while exploiting the people yeah. that he, the rest of the time, uh, exploits, demeans, and, and lets know that he doesn't believe deserve a real place next to white men in the world. So that's, those are the only two things that I really got from the whole thing. I don't know what you got from it. Well, I, I started, you know, carefully taking, taking notes to my, uh, my reactions to things. And, and I did note um, here at 10 minutes into the speech, my dog, with a look of concern on his face, came over to give me a hug, essentially. <laughs> uh, what did you do without blue? I want to know. But I didn't even re 
realize I was like, you know, I can imagine I was like, oh, God, I was like, you know, and he got, you know, dogs, they, they pay attention. And he thought, what's wrong with her? Does she need my, does she need some love? He came, he was, he was concerned. (laughs) (laughs) I know this isn't about, this isn't about President Trump, but I have to say that after a long, long line of, you know, totally lovable animals, but all of whom were in somehow, um, uh, let's just say, challenged. You accidentally got yourself a young, <laughs> cute, perfect little dog, and you don't know what to do with it. I'm just blown away. <laughs> Sam, Sam actually said to me last night, he's always saying things like, when you die. <laughs> he's been doing that since he was like three and you die, or or before that, he'll say. Sometimes he'll say, you know, I'm gonna put you in the nursing home and take the house. Um, so he he did he did. <laughs> <say that. laughs> um, I'll take the dog. I don't care about the house. That's what he said. Wow. I know. I said you're getting both, so don't worry about it. He just loves that. Yeah, the dog is simply wonderful. Well, anyway, enough. Um, so, um, and he was there last night and, 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 you know, every once in a while I'd scream at him and he'd scream at me, you know, he'd start talking when I wanted to hear what was going on or I would react in some way and he'd jump on me. We were, it was like a cage match actually, although we were agreeing with, uh, each other, but it's just, God, Trump just brings out, there's nothing but just animosity in the room, you know? Um, right. Okay. So um, he said, I don't want to take too much time with that, but I mean, from the minute he walked in, uh, the, contra- the contrast with, um, with, uh, with the Democratic Party was clear. Because, you know, when presidents walk in, all, the, all those members of their own party have positioned themselves so that they can get a, you know, a sh- shake his hand. Well, there used to be a few members of the other party that wanted to well, shake the current sitting president's hand. Maybe, but there sure wasn't. There did. But here's all it was. Not last night. With the exception of one woman that I saw, it was yeah. nothing but uh, white men. White men to Most his right. Most of them old. Old white men, or but but not okay. White men to his right. White men to his left. That was all. Only white men, greeting him. And this is why the Republican Party is in grave, grave danger. They appeal to one demographic, and that's it. And that's it. And then that wonderfully smart thing for the women, the Democratic women, to sit together and wear white, to make themselves... And sit on their hands the whole time. To to make themselves so visual (laughs) um, amidst the sea of suits. It ain't just dark suits anymore. And um, I, I, I love that. I love that. Um, I mean, he's, he's beyond, uh, there were two things he said that just made me scream. By that time, the dog, by the way, was realized that this was just one of those situations where, um, I sit on a couch and scream 
and so he'd stop being. Yeah, and he can't help. He left. Yeah, right. <laughs> he stopped. Stopped acting concerned. Um, but when he used the words "tremendous onslaught," he said that the desperate people coming across our southern border were a tremendous onslaught. And then he said, we have a moral duty. (laughs) What? We have a moral duty to stop this tremendous onslaught. And then when he had the gall to say the only thing that will get in the way of our booming economy um, our, is the investigation? That's right. Ridiculous. <laughs> no, it's ridiculous partisan investigations. Uh, the camp- but did you like his resurrection of Johnny Cochran? What did he say? If the glo- what did he do? No, he made up that little rhyme that oh, was, was the rhyme. equivalent of the jo- if the glove Gloved don't it. fit. Yeah. Well. Um. I think we were watching on CNN, and at one point Sam said, <clears throat> let's turn and watch someplace else because I think, you know, CNN is not showing the shots. That I said, I think everybody has the exact same shot. So I did show him. You can turn to Fox News. You can turn to C-SPAN. You can turn to NBC, CBS. They all... Yeah, there's ones for the cameras. What? They, they share a feed. They, they, they share a camera. But I must yeah. say, whoever was directing screwed up a number of times when what you wanted to see was a wide shot to see. I mean, if when people stood up applauding something he said, and they just focused on the people standing up, and you didn't see that half the room, more than half the room, was sitting on its hands. I mean, I. You could tell. You could hear. That did not sound like the way states of the union usually sound. You know, I mean, even even the roaring and the cheers was shorter and softer. Um, it was a, it was a much different audience, and I didn't need to see it to hear it and to know it. So I I have one note. Here. Was there even one shot of the Supreme Court? I didn't yeah. see the court sitting. Yeah. Well, I don't know. They didn't take a. a, a yeah, I saw. Oh, God, there was a shot of Kavanaugh and Gorsuch at one point. Oh, right. There was, they did say something about Kavanaugh. I think when, so, he, was I talk, him, right. when he was talking about abortion, I think. Right. And then I, I, I did see John Roberts, um, and I did see um, Elena Kagan. But, oh, God. And, and, and Okay, so the, here's what I want to note. I mean, this is kabuki theater, this, you know, the, these State of the Union speeches, the tradition of it and what happens and what. And what the president likes to do is catch the opposition in a situation where they have to stand up and they don't want to. You know what I mean? Where he right. says something that if you were to then say, and he said, you know, Puppies are wonderful, and babies are wonderful, and look, they sat on their hands. You know, so you have to, the politics of sitting and standing at the State of the Union address has always fascinated me. 
um, the first thing I noted was uh, Nancy Pelosi very reluctantly uh, getting up and belatedly when Trump pointed out the first lady, Melania. And I, she didn't want to get up. <laughs> and then thought to herself, you could see the, her head where I got to get up. So she got up. So you, you see this sort of like... But she didn't every time. No, no, no. You see, it, she, the more the speech went not. on, the more the speech went on, <clears throat> her face hardened. She was, she, I mean, I, if looks could kill half the time, but oh yeah, I mean, uh, she did everything, but uh, you know, she gave several half roll, half eye rolls, rolls, right? You know, where where she caught herself about to totally roll her eyes and then just sort of stopped and and looked hard, but yeah, she was just making faces back there. But <clears throat> I thought the the one line, and he just looks like his face is the facial equivalent of a sign that says "punch me." Yeah, well, I, I mean agree. it just it, it just looks like it needs to have the mucus beaten out of its oh, nose. Sh- I mean, <laughs> well, Susan, next time you go off to go boxing, which I know you love. You should just have a, his face put on the um, the. Bag. You think I don't? Well, yeah. You think I don't? You I know, just... my box, my boxing name is Pansy after our um, our beloved uh, piano, piano teacher, teacher, who is yeah, who is the scariest woman either one of us ever met in our whole lives. And and so when I box, my trainer calls me Pansy. And if you don't think that I'm not aiming at Trump on that thing, I am. I'm. I, I get a lot of stuff out. I I highly recommend this. Yeah. Well, I thought the one line where I wanted the wide shot, and I don't think I got it, was when he, Trump said, America will never be a socialist country. And the Republicans went, you know, they, they, they leveled I mean, yeah. And I wondered what this puts. I bet some Democrats stood up. I don't, you know, I he was that was that was one of those lines intended to show division among Democrats or fear among Democrats of being labeled too left. And I don't, I don't think they gave me the the wide shot. I couldn't say. I so wanted to see that. Um. But yeah, he never would end the speech. So I, I wrote down here, oh my God, he's ending on abortion. And then 20 minutes later, I write, oh no, he's ending on socialism. And then, oh no, oh no, he's ending on Pittsburgh. And then after that, yeah, he's ending on anti-Semitism. Oh God, yeah. it was the, it's sort of the grab bag at the end, right? That's right. <coughs> oh. Now the, Pitt, the, Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh stuff, it got me so angry I couldn't stand it because I was I was crying for for Pittsburgh I was crying for those two little old men and I was crying for allowing that monster to use that tragedy that way it made me so angry I could barely I could barely stand it yeah. and those two little cute old guys at the end you know and I'm going why are you allowing yourself to be used by this asshole why why. Because, my God, the guy got the entire uh, government of the United States to sing happy birthday to him spontaneously. Wasn't that cute? That was, that was sort of cute. And he started crying. 
Anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah it well, was awful. Not be so able what do you think You know, Susan, I was thinking when I was looking at it, they ain't going to be able to trot out Holocaust survivors uh, much longer. No. You know, the fact that he was a Holocaust survivor and that was his 84. And he's birthday. only 81. And I started yeah, I doing mean, the math. Was, I thought, what, what? And he's six he, months old. No, he was six years, I think. He, because yeah. he couldn't have a memory of it. And um, and yet he had a memory. But we've got callers piling up. We've got to go to the phones. Uh, hello? Okay. Caller, go ahead, please. Hello? You're, you're uh, hi, Lynn. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes, loud and clear. Yeah. Okay, cool. You guys sound great today, by the way. Well, um. we spent, <laughs> let me tell you, we spent a good hour after I had my, uh, you know, hissy fit. Um, Part here. of which we hear was on YouTube. Yes. Some of which <laughs> hey, you know what? I don't blame you. That is so frustrating when you're dealing with those kind of technical issues. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, you sound really great today. Well, but to tell you the truth, yeah, I, didn't, I, I didn't watch it. Yeah. And uh, I don't refer I to it as the – I don't, I don't refer to it as the SOTU. I refer to it as the STFU <laughs> uh, when it comes to Trump. But uh, nevertheless, did you see Patton Oswalt's tweet? I don't no. know. What was it? No. He, he said, congratulations to uh, Nancy Pelosi for inventing, how did he put it, the hand clap as fuck you. <laughs> There's that one thing. <laughs> and I just thought that was the best line of the night. So that's, all I have to, that's all I have to say, but you guys sound great. Thank you very much. Well, thank Bye. you. Yeah, thank Bye. you. <laughs> but one of the things we do want to say and in, in, in our trying to put things together um, after – you know, the show ended abruptly, um, is we just, you know, one minute we sound great and then poof, something happens. So we're, we, I, I just, we don't know that we've fixed it. I just want to say that. We don't know. Uh, we have another caller. Hello, caller. Hello. You're Hello. Up. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Go ahead. Yes. Hey, um, when is somebody going to tell Trump, where are you getting the money, assbag? I mean, you spent it on tax cuts for the rich. You gave the military a blank check, basically. Where are you getting the money? That's what I like to know, because somewhere along this, this train wreck, we're going to have to raise taxes on the rich or everybody else to balance this budget, what's going out of control. But he just keeps adding all these projects on. Yeah, it sounds great. But where are they getting the money? Nobody says that. They just have all oh, these ideas. It's just a wish. We you take five million people off of off of face off of food stamps. Oh yeah, he is taking. He he did. They the Republicans applauded the line where he said, <clears throat> "We moved something, you know, however million people off of food stamps, and they get up and cheer as if they somehow had gotten them great jobs and they didn't need food stamps anymore." When in fact, that's not. <laughs> What had happened? They, they probably were uh, going to bed hungry. Now, I, I, you know what? Listen, that's what they were doing. They were balancing their budget with right, it, but that, <laughs> or not balancing their budget. State of the Union um, speeches are always these, you know, laundry lists, and no one talks about, you know, whether 
the laundry list has any chance of getting passed or if there's any way to fund. You know, that, that, that Donald Trump last night called for paid parental leave. Did he not? Did I hear him say that? Yes. Um, I almost well, I'm sure he did because Ivanka made him. Well, no, but it ain't going anywhere. So no, of course not. But she she makes him say it once a year. Yeah. Okay. So is our caller gone? Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't. But but the caller's right. How? I mean, we are in terrible trouble. And and I didn't. I did anybody see Bernie's speech last night? I heard he was going to make one, but that's always been my problem with. But that's always been my problem with him, too. He's got all of these wonderful ideas that we all want, but he really doesn't have any sound plan for implementing them or paying for them or anything else. So, I also want to yeah, say, I don't, I don't Susan, see it. The, the, yeah, Bernie Sanders yeah. making a speech, and, which I did not see, is why I just don't like the guy. Um, first Me of all, either. He's, wait a minute. He's not a Democrat, okay? And yet... He runs on our, under our party uh, uh, banner. When the Democrats pick Stacey Abrams, a wonderful rising star in the party, to give the Democratic Party response, he ignores that and gives his own. And I'm sorry, that's, he's just, he drives me He's a narcissistic asshole. I am tired of him. He is no different than Mr. Starbucks. They need to get out of our way. Right. Bernie had his pants. It didn't work. I didn't want him then. I don't want him now. I'm. It's, it's over. Stop being a spoiler to all of these narcissistic, rich or not rich, white men. Go away. Uh, away. We're so sick of you. I cannot tell We're really sick, sick of, of you. Really? You're so just sick spoilers. Of We're sick of you. Get out of your own heads. We don't want you. Go away, Bernie. Yeah. Okay, here's something. Okay, Susan, that's, this just shows the, okay, the yes. difficulty of our situation here technically and audio-wise. Uh, Jonathan writes, Susan's audio is better than ever. Fingers crossed. Right after that, little Tony writes, Susan's audio is way too loud. <laughs> uh, sweetheart, that's just Susan. <laughs> that's that's similar, similar. Oh, yeah. Clarence sent me a picture of uh, Pelosi, sort of clapping at the president and giving him a look. I think it's when he first uh, showed up. Anyway, my understanding was is actually she is supposed to introduce him, and he stepped on that. He didn't, she, uh, so, something weird that he didn't do that was supposed to be done, but who gives a shit? Um, my favorite, uh, did you, I don't know who you were, or you were watching CNN or something. I just had NBC on, and the commentators on NBC, when he walked out, the two men, and I don't, and I, I have to admit, I don't know exactly who it was now who was talking. But the two of them were both apoplectic because of his tie. I've never seen two men discuss how Hi. Trump got out there with his tie like that. And I'm going, what's with his tie? What's with his tie? And then I looked, and, and, and Mother didn't know what they were talking about either. I look at it, and I go, oh, 
it's hanging off to the left. You know how when men start a speech, they always make sure that their tie is sitting straight down the middle of the uh, yeah. of the button placket there. Well, his was askew. It was hanging all night up, um, as you know, to his left side, which I found sort of amusing. But after these two announcers brought it up, it's all I could look at. That his, you know, as usual, he was sartorially a mess. Well, but, he has a problem with ties in general. I mean, they, he doesn't tie them correctly. Well, he wears them too long too to long. cover his gut. Well, how does that cover it? In fact, it draws attention to his gut. Of course it does. It's just always, he, his tie is, is more a symbol of his you-know-what on that man than anybody else. It hangs wrong. It's a mess. It's prominent. It has too big a focus in his life. I mean, the whole thing, it's all in his tie. Susan, I have to, uh, we have to, uh, just for a second, if I can digress, um, because we are um, happily uh, sponsored this month by the August Wilson Cultural Center. And um, one of my favorite playwrights, go for it. Oh, man, I got to tell you. Well, next time you and mom come to town, <clears throat> we've got to, I've got to show this place to you because it's, it's, it's sort of, it's just beautiful. It's um, a performance space. Uh, they have a huge auditorium. They've got smaller performance spaces. They have uh, art gallery. Um, uh, and it's just, a, they bring in such wonderful lecturers, singers, jazz artists, dancers, that otherwise you would never see. And there's something ha happening like practically every night. And it's one of these underutilized resources in Pittsburgh. And so I'm really excited that I have the opportunity to, to tell people, guys, get over there. Especially this month, it's just uh, the joint is jumping. Um, on the 17th, you got two-time Grammy Award winner Gregory Porter um, uh, in, and he's he combines jazz and soul and gospel, and he's recently released uh, his latest album is Nat King Cole and Me, and this guy is out of this world, and you know what? The ticket prices at the August Wilson Center are not. So I got, it is the biggest, uh, most wonderful cultural opportunity always here in Pittsburgh, and too few of us are supporting it, and we gotta, we gotta do that. Treat yourself. Go to their website, and uh, see all the stuff you can you can do. I'm just saying. Uh, Laura writes. Welcome back. I was concerned about you yesterday. I even told your brother, this is my brother's secretary. <laughs> Actually, yes, Bill called me last night and said, Laura's worried about you. I had never, <laughs> se <laughs> I had never seen you so upset. Oh, man, you should see me when I'm really upset. Emailers are correct. Yeah, that, that right. was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Emailers are correct today. The audio is terrific. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> and the phlegm is, I can hear the phlegm better than ever. Susan is louder, and I can now hear and understand what you both are saying. 
without having to strain. Who knew our audience goes to such, yeah. Funny how one strains to hear even though the volume is as high as it would go. I figured it was my headphones, but guess it wasn't. Whatever someone did yesterday, it's wonderful. And you know what? We're sitting here thinking, we ain't sure what we did. We just fiddled and fiddled. And as I said, it could in a minute. I just, maybe we happened upon a fix. Who knows? Um, who knows? Okay. So, Susan, let's go back to what we were trying to talk about. What? We have a call? Oh, jeez. Okay. Hello, caller. Oh, you might as well go back to what you were trying to talk about yesterday. That's what we were <laughs> going to do. <laughs> Morning, I was, Hello. Because I had called in. Susan mentioned my name, and I had called in, oh. you know, to talk about my feelings on the thing, and then you snapped out, and <laughs> and it said, <laughs> and the screen went, and the screen went blank, and I said, oh, something happened. <laughs> okay, well, clear and start us off because we were talking about this. You know, it ain't an easy subject, and it's not cut and dried, and maybe each case is different, and maybe who knows what, but it has to do with. Um, you know, people's past coming back to haunt them, when racist yeah. uh, past, and when is, is redemption possible? This has to do, of course, with Northam, Northam or whatever his name is, and all that, and all this kind of stuff. And um, I, I, it's a really difficult um, issue, and um, in some, in many ways, it's complicated. So, what do you have to say about it? Oh, yeah. Well. Um Susan had mentioned yesterday about me bringing up uh, the late Senator Robert Byrd, yes. who was actually in the Ku Klux Klan, yes. and then was, upon his death, was lauded by the NAACP. <laughs> in my, in my um, argument about him, you know, not resigning before, he, you know, I started making the argument before he started, you know, backing off and then coming back and, you know, flip-flop and, and all this kind of good stuff about liberals believing in progress and change until it comes down to an individual. Huh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, an individual for some reason, they, they're, um, and I think they're knee-jerking and bandwagging so quickly, you know what I mean? They could pos they're possibly losing future um, good legislatures and politicians because of something, you know, maybe they, you know, sent a... Uh, a picture of them in their underwear on the internet or something like that. And these people are going to be afraid to come out and, and do things because of their past useful mistakes. Yeah. And that, that's, that's my biggest concern. Well, I think that when it comes to, yeah, huh? I think you're, well, you know, I, mean, I think you're right about that. Yeah, I do too. Uh -huh. But somehow, yes, liberals look at the large picture and say, we are, pa you know, tolerant. We love, we have zero tolerance, however, for racism and, sexism and all this stuff and then how do you expect people to grow and turn you know get over to where you think they should be if you never yeah. let them i mean never let them leave their past i mean i don't know i i hear, totally see what you're saying and, and Clarence, what I was saying yesterday, though, to be clear, is I, I totally agree with you and that everybody mm 
deserves the chance to learn, wake up, get out of their ignorance, and then walk on within with a with knowledge and tolerance. I'm I'm all for that. I didn't see that in this governor. Right. I I his response. I I'm as usual and as usual. What I'm saying is I don't think it's what he did. I think it's how he, in the past. I think it's how he responded in the present. And that, that's that's when I was kind of backing off my argument because of that. You know, that's why I don't think he'll you know survive this. Is <laughs> why the way he handled you know. Yeah, because, and, because but, he's it, it, confused about which time that he was in blackface that he was you know apologizing yeah, right. for. Yeah, and and, and but and, but here's here's the thing. Because of the, even when you, it comes to like explaining yourself, you have to be super duper careful. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, yeah. It, that, yes. Because there, and that, it, the people are humans and have human frailties. You know, there, there are certain things that even I won't touch. You know what I mean? With, like, like the Louis C.K. issue. Oh, right. <laughs> you know, because, because I'm not a woman. But you think he's funny. I've been in similar, yeah. I think he's funny. And I think what he did, because, you know, he asked the permission first, but then that power dynamic thing comes in, which yeah. I don't think of. You know what I mean? That's right. That I, I, never, I, I don't think of myself as having power over women. You know what I mean? No matter what my position is. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I don't see that power dynamic, but I can't get into a woman's head <laughs> so I'm uncomfortable talking about it. You know what I mean? Because you might say, well, you're, you, you, of course I don't understand. There's no possible way I can understand. You know, and same thing that goes with like trans issues. You know, I can't, can't I try my best, but I, I know that there's no possible way that I can understand. You know what I mean? But then I do have uh, opinions. But if I express those opinions, I can be considered to be, you know, a, a homophobe or something. That's right. <laughs> you know, I think we're all you, fearful. It, it, yes, we're all fearful. Yeah. Uh, if we're not... <laughs> no, you know, here's a, here's a perfect example of that, and it's just really stupid. I'm uh, Mother and I play a lot of bridge out here. I'm sitting at the bridge table two days ago. <laughs> I make a ridiculous bid that, that there's no way in, on God's greed earth that I'm going to be able to make. And to my left is sitting a very nice gentleman who knows that the proper thing to do is to double me, which is to say, no, you can't do that. He's it, But he's this white man, and I could see him thinking that would be rude. I might insult this poor woman. <laughs> and he didn't do it. Really? He, he didn't mansplain. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't challenge me is what he mm-hmm. didn't do he didn't yeah. challenge me legally in the game at the end of the game i looked at him and i said let me explain me too to you, <laughs> you me too doesn't mean that you can't enforce a right that you have every right to enforce and shame on you for not doubling me you mustn't be afraid of we women that <laughs> women that way and he just laughed he said you're right i was <laughs> <laughs> well, see, but that's a, it's a bad situation when, when people, and, and, and that's what <clears throat> the lefties, we do. do we are over, we you know, I don't think it's so bad. All the for... time um, that we, people are so fearful of saying the wrong things, and then they get resentful. 
And that does not uh, end up helping Democrats win elections. Just saying. No. Or women gain their rights. Right. You know, or, or, you know, you... So it's it's all very complicated. And, okay, I've got one and, complicated. Uh, Wait, Suze, let me go, go throw ahead. in Liam Neeson. Oh yeah. Okay, let's throw in. Does that Clarence? Did, did you know about Liam Neeson? Yeah, I, I, I know this. I know the situation, and I've okay, I got well, my me, opinion let me on make it. Sure but <laughs> who doesn't Liam Neeson, the actor, uh, was um, in an interview uh, with a British newspaper. Um, and they were, I, am not sure what they were talking about. Oh, um, but he said once that a friend of his, so I could kill a black person. He did it hoping some black bastard would come out of a pub and have to have a go at me about something, you know, so then I could kill him. And he said in the interview, it was horrible, horrible when I think back that I did that. And I've never admitted it before. And I'm saying it to a journalist, God forbid. Okay, so in the course of this, he tells this story about himself. And then says it was so horrible. From a, from a clearly different frame Respect, of mind. Right. From, you know, it's, he's, shocking, it's a confession. But it's shocking. And it shows how, this is how racism happens. Some, a friend of yours is raped by a fill-in-the-blank black man, a Jew. You know, this is how, oh, yeah, a Jew did this to my, so you become, you hate all Jews, or you hate all blacks, and you seek revenge, and one black equals another black. One Jew is the same as another Jew. This is how this kind of uh, hate works. And he was saying, this is what I did. And then he was saying, it was so horrible. And then he couldn't believe he admitted it because it would get out. And sure enough, once it got out, all hell broke loose. So Clarence, what do you do? He told on himself, he told the truth of a terrible thing that he had done and acknowledged it was a terrible thing. And now people are all over him saying he's a, you know, a racist. Are you damned if you do and damned if you don't? What is it? What is it? it what's the lesson? It just buttresses what I was, what I was saying earlier, <laughs> you know, about the, uh, the governor of Virginia. It just buttresses that. You, you can't have the conversation. You can't even have the conversation. Right. And I... When I use uh, when I use Robert Byrd as an example, the people who are going to understand the you know I say I can't get into the minds of a woman, people who aren't racist can't get in the minds of a racist, but other former racists can. So if you if, if the, the the best people to have on your side are former racists, former racists, you know that's yeah. why Linda Bates, yeah that that's why Linda Bates Johnson was so good at getting civil rights passed. He knew how to talk <laughs> and how to influence the minds of other, you know, other races. Because, right. for goodness sake, while he was, was president, he was dropping, he was dropping the N word because he was one. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And so, if you can't have a conversation, if you can't even have a conversation and admit to, admit to your past mistakes, nothing's going to change. It, it, it just is. You know, if you can't say that you once did this, 
you know, but now I do this, you know, I once was lost, but now I'm found if I can use Christian dogma, <laughs> you know. But um, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> but if you can't admit to it, I mean, what do people expect? And this is it's the, um, this is what I'm calling the bandwagon thing. People are just jumping on this bandwagon. It's well, almost and, cool and, to be anti, you know, it's almost cool to, to, to talk, you know, to jump on these people. But you what's know? different, Clarence, what's different between the time when Bird had the luxury of transforming in, in private and putting together a record in public that by the time people realized that he had transformed himself from a member of the KKK to a real, true champion of civil rights, mm-hmm. he had oh, the time. social media. He had the time to do it. That yeah. He had the time yes. to do it. And, what, and mm-hmm. yes, and it is social media that, mm-hmm. that forms an opinion, snowballs the opinion, and doesn't allow anybody to, with, with even, you know, the inclination to do a little critical thinking to get a word in edgewise. So now we do have to step back and we do have to say, wait a minute, you know, Liam Neeson, I think we all need to get back and say, you poor dear, you know, um, go, go confess to your priest and don't tell the world. (laughs) 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 Because you did the right thing. You, you grew out of it, but they're, they Mm -hmm. aren't going to hear that part of the story. And, you know, I, I, Boy, oh boy. And in fact, you know what he said uh, to the, wait, to the, oh, I ripped it out. At the end, he said to the, I, I really don't have it here, but he said to the, as he was leaving, he said to the reporter, uh, he said, I hope, I hope you handle what I said uh, in a way that it doesn't, um, you don't, you know, destroy me. And, and he and then he he sort of jokingly threatened her, like the character in his movies Taken. You know, he said, "If you do, I'll come." You know, he he so he was aware. Right. Once he'd said it, that well, the guy, his co-star, when he said it, went, "Oh my God!" As if uh, that's the end of us. And you know, and now they've canceled. You know, one of their premier red carpets because, and I just think it's terrible. I mean, I think they should just. He should just walk on now and say, look, I told you about the person I was. I told you why. I've told you I'm not that person anymore. And if I, and if I were, why would I have told the why story? Why would I have told the story? You know. Yeah. And that's the problem. People are willing to continue the fight. You know, and that's, that's partially, because I'm, I'm sure he's going to resign, why I think that it has to start somewhere. You know what I mean? Right. Somebody who gets accused of this stuff has to stay in public and take all the hits they can until he gets his point across or their point across, his his her point it's across. It's unfortunate, though. He, this guy, <laughs> yeah. is not a good uh, messenger. He clearly is not. No, no. He was going to goddamn moonwalk until his no, wife no, no, said, yeah. I don't yes. think, uh, Right. I mean, he's As a moonwalk, I would like to see that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not, not waiting a minute. See, I got upset about the moonwalk because I maintain that I get to moonwalk too. I have moonwalked out of more rooms in my oh, life. Right. I mean, it's just—it's <laughs> the perfect move, and so, I refuse. It's—it's mm-hmm. it's, it's like greenery at Christmas. All right, it okay. is not Christian. I'm allowed to have it. Right. Can we just? 
Clarence. I'm allowed to moonwalk backwards. I, have another, I, I won't see this. Jesus. Clarence, I have another caller, so I'm going to have to... Oh, just real, just real quick, and that's where this is going to be quick. I'm discovering that calling someone a racist is almost the equivalent of calling them an N-word. It's getting to that point. Yeah. <laughs> you call an old white guy a racist, they, they'll snap out. Yeah, they go nuts. <laughs> I know. It's true. All right, yeah. you. Okay. Thank All you. Right. Bye. Bye. And caller, go ahead, please. Feel free to be right most of the time. Go ahead. Right. Hello? Hey, Lynn. Hey, Susan. It's Mike in D.C. Hi, Mike. Hey, Mike. I hope this comes off as um, not crazy, but my issue with all of the Northam thing is, by the way, he's my representative. But my issue is Whitey doesn't have to pretend, meaning all of us, doesn't have to protect the African-American community. If they think black people, as Clarence mentioned, they know who the racists are. They don't need a picture of your graduate school um, um, book to show if you're a racist or not. Black people know who racists are, and they also have enough power in Virginia to get him out of office when he's up for re-election next. And us infantilizing, I don't know how to say that word, but us making black people infantilizing, thank you, um, into little children who need Whitey's help in order to make Virginia really liberal is bullshit. If the black, if, if African Americans in Virginia see him as racist, he won't get elected again. But that and was, I am shocked long, at how, all of us. Yeah, how far along is that though? I mean, he didn't he just get elected, so they have to. He just he just got elected, and that's what elections are for. Elections they are could for. Recall him. They could recall him. They could have a recall. You know, I mean, if they're you're you're right. If they are that upset about this. They but can are, rise I, up and make their voice But I bet they aren't that upset. Well, wait, yeah, Archie, what right. are you hearing? I, I thought the the, the black, uh, whatever, the black caucus there in the Virginia State House that had supported him um, has has reversed course. I haven't seen many black legislators in Virginia speaking up for him. And how many have called for his? I don't know either. Okay. I don't know either, well, but that, I, that supports my point. That supports my point, that they have enough of a voice that they can bring him down either through um, either the electoral process or applying pressure to their representative. He's my representative, too, and I haven't sent him a letter or complained to him because it can be handled other ways. And, and also, the audacity of, of the Liberal Party, of the Democrats, to say... If you have a picture, you must, if you made a decision, have a picture of yourself, you must automatically, you are not considered a liberal and you should resign. But if you brag about assaulting women, you get to be president. Or if a woman comes out with a credible case that you raped her in college or high school, you get to be on the Supreme Court. Why are we the only ones who hold people's feet to this moral um, yeah, yeah. This moral fiber that's just not possible. Well, as somebody said, um, what, you know, what he should do is just uh, change his party affiliation to Republican, and then he can stay. Because Republicans do not, uh, you know, do not they have any ethics. They they they're shameless, <laughs> and Democrats are too probably quick to. Um, 
because they're absolutists on these issues, and it yes. can make you pretty stupid at at some point. I I I, I don't know um, what what I had this thought I wanted to share, and it disappeared. God dang it! Well, listen, I you know I I agree I agree that it it's that that the picture offense is is just not something that should take away a the rest of a person's life for being stupid when you were a callow youth, um, and especially if it didn't involve uh, assaulting anybody. But um, you know, this is this is its own kind of assault, and and again, if he had just handled it a little better instead of. You know, instead of compounding the error and demonstrating, yeah, he's in, really in, in some way that he didn't get it. Whatever. And and you know, that's I think you know, it's a reasonable conversation to have. It doesn't look to me like he's going anywhere. No, and I hope you know, he doesn't. So we'll, and yeah. but but Susan, your point is not only does someone have to give up their life or ten years of their life for service to their country or their state, not only do they have to endure the heartache of having to be Nancy Pelosi collapsing or standing for Melania. They also have to be so good at PR that they know how to instantly handle a situation that most of most people would not know how to handle. Well, yeah, He's not good at PR. No, right. No, but that, that is the job of a politician yeah, to, to be able to think on your feet. That is, part. that is the job Huge part. Hey, got, thank you for, thank you for your, I got another caller, so I'm going to, no, but you know, thank you for thank you for the other point of view. It's yeah. it's it's definitely there. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Um, and caller, go ahead, please. Sure. Hello. Lynn? Yeah. Hey, Lynn. Hey, Susan. Good morning to you both. Hey. Good morning. Uh, yeah, I'm going to uh, follow up on the thread. Uh, you mentioned you used the word seamless when it comes to Republican behavior. And uh, I'm going to uh, expound on that a bit, that their behavior is brazen, uh, repeated, uh, arrogant, without apology. I mean, for, for the, and the gaslighting that goes on, whenever they can point to anything in a Democratic uh, public figure's history that, um, you know, it does not align with our beliefs on issues of, uh, you know, race and um, sexual identity and, and religious equality. Uh, it's just sheer gaslighting. Um, for for Donald Trump to say that what, you know, Governor Northam did is, you know, disgusting and unforgivable. But Donald, Donald Trump led a racist attack yeah, well. on President Ob- Barack Obama for years. Shamelessly lying. Yep. I, I still want to know when any reporter is is going to ask what happened to those you know crack elite teams of private investigators that he sent over to Hawaii and the, the startling extraordinary evidence they discovered. Was he ever asked that during the campaign or since? Was he? Well, I guess that would be like them asking, "Hey, you said Mexico was going to write us a check for the." The wall you want? Why are you Why are you engaging with Democrats? Why, why point your finger at Democrats? I mean, they, when we look, I'm sorry. I agree. Governor Northam should step down because he handled it so poorly. Um, 
And but we've got to stop eating. He's becoming our own. a spectacle and a detriment. We, we just have of course to. we we've got to and we've got to I, allow people uh, to grow and to acknowledge their growth. God Almighty, I I don't know. And 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 I and further, we we really do. And to, to go back to me too a little bit have to make allowances for changes in mores and culture. And as much as I don't forgive sexual assaults, I think that Al Franken, you know, should should stand for election. He should still be in this. I'm sorry. I think, I think he, we, he should just run again. I think that, most of us agree on that. Yeah. Hey, I've got to, I'm sorry, i got to run because I have, I, I have we're, we're running short on time. I can't believe how this hour got away from me. Thank you for your call and I appreciate it. Thank you. Yes. Bye-bye. Um, I just want to say this. I did. It's remember. amazing what happens when people can hear. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, right. I just <laughs> have to say that um, I remember what I wanted to say, and that is, I saw somebody who said, "You know, I am sick and tired of white politicians who go to black churches or black organizations and decry racism." And uh, when what they should be doing is going to white churches and decrying racism. And well, that, duh. Duh. That is it. You can stand up, all you white politicians, and talk about how, yeah, you're, you're not a racist and you condemn racism. Don't do it to a bunch of black people. Do it to your people, because they're the perps. And right. you don't and see don't that. Make, and, and don't make some small gesture that affects one or two people, which you then put in your audience, and, 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 and wipe your hands of something as if there, you've solved that problem. You've incarcerated a whole several generations of the men and women of one race, and you're now letting a few of them out. That's very good. But what are we going to do about how we just went from slavery to slavery? When are we going to actually stop this? When are we going to actually start treating each other like we are exactly the same, which is what we are? Okay, Milton writes... The caller, he's talking about Mike in D.C., the caller implies that black folks are the only people who have the right to show moral outrage over racism. This is a false equivalency. In a perfect world, everyone speaks out against racism, sexism, anti-Semitism, and xenophobia. Abhorrent behavior should be called out no matter who sees it. Just, um, well, as I said, this topic is huge. <clears throat> and one that we um, individually have to wrestle with. And I, I, I do, as somebody who wants the Democrats to prevail. Oh, by the way, Susan, I, my, um, our brother and, and I made a bet last night. Um, 500 bucks. I'm saying yeah. this so I'll remember that we did it. He thinks Trump's going to be... That's 500 bucks. He says the Democrats are going to screw it up again and Trump will be reelected. 
Well, I, you know, I wish I could say that I knew which one of you was going to win this bet. Right. We're going to win this bet. It takes the subjunctive that if, I'm sorry. But anyway, I, I, um, I am so terrified, you know, that it, it, with Howard and Bernie and this one and that one, that we are not going to keep our eye on the prize right, and right. whoever is the Democrat. We have to vote for him. We have to work for him. We have to get out there. We just have to keep our eye on this effing prize. I don't think I could live through another four years. I don't. Well, that's his concern. I don't want to live through it. But we need to calm down because we're we're a full. I mean, we got a long ways to go, and this will have to shake. I you know I don't want to put. We just need to relax. The media is going to try to create a narrative here and they're already doing it uh it always they always do that the democrats and the left wing of the democratic party is going to pull the party too far off center and independents will not be able to to follow and yada 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 and and uh, you know that's his concern and he said why don't democrats understand that they've got to they got to put up someone who indep- who the midwesterners or the people in the flyover states see as representative somehow of them i agree with that ideally we need we need to get off the coasts if you want a winning candidate find somebody charismatic good a good human being who's talking and 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 seems relatable to the people who have trouble voting for us but that's not i don't think that's where we're heading and bill doesn't think that's where we're heading so we'll see well it isn't i mean look at i mean we you know for all our love of democracy we really like lords and ladies i mean which is you know and and which and we like our eating you know, so we've got Harvard and Yale, and that's why our Supreme Court looks like it does. And if, and and our presidents all seem to go to the same five schools too. And I'm I'm just I'm tired of it. Yeah, I I, I want to see somebody really, who graduated I, from yeah uh, Iowa State. <laughs> you know, right? Who is Ball a state? I, you know, I don't care. Can we can we can we understand that Democrat the Democratic Party has? whether they realize it or not, abandon this whole hunk of people, or if we haven't abandoned them, they don't feel like the Democrats see them or recognize them or uh, understand them. And we ain't going to win without them, I don't think. I don't know. I might be full of shit. Anyway, I got 500 on the Democrats winning. Um Bill is 500 on Trump, although it's his greatest fear. I don't, I can't even imagine it myself. I, okay, well, so thank you. I am, yeah. I just want to say that I have gotten some emails saying that Susan's audio and the caller's audio is stronger than mine. That I am hearing. Just saying. And uh, we cannot tolerate Susan's audio being more than mine. Well, I just I just want to put out there that that might be because I live with a woman that is hard of hearing. 
Oh, are you are you finding yourself talking like this all the time? I seem to project. Oh God, that's what I'm. Okay, Suze, thank you. Bye. Good to You're all you. talking my dulcet tones. Okay. Bye. 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 And I want bye. to. Uh, bye. Bye. And um, I also want to uh, remind uh, everybody that the third annual Black Bottom Film Festival is going to be underway uh, later this month at the August Wilson Center. And it's more than films. Um, I was looking at some rundown of all of the workshops they're going to have, and much of this stuff is free for people who are thinking about a career in, uh, in film writing for film, acting, uh, all kinds of stuff. There's going to be incredible opportunity at this Black Bottom Film Festival, which I believe kicks off February 22nd. So, uh, again, August Wilson Cultural Center. There's so much going on there. And I, every once in a while, I'm, I'm, I look at what's available, and I say, I just missed, I just missed this great dance troupe that, that came in. And by the way, the, uh, the Harlem uh, Dance Theater is, is coming to town, which is about as good as it gets. The th- uh, Dance Theater of Harlem doesn't get any better. And um, that is in conjunction with the Pittsburgh Ballet Theater, and they're doing a ton of performances. I'm counting six. And uh, that's happening next month in March. It just keeps happening. August Wilson Cultural Center. Check it out, please. See you tomorrow. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.